guitar, and um, I'm a huge Three Days Grace fan. I like long walks to the beach and <laughs> uh, I'm Travis. I play the drums and we are Vitruvia. 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 Still Some people don't know how to say it correctly. Oh, I said it correctly, though. Yes, yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're excited to have you guys on the show. And uh, Little Birdie said that you guys are going to be playing some stuff live during the show tonight. That was a, that was a lie. That was that a was lie? lie? Okay. We, we just have three guitars. Well, you're going to you're gonna play live tonight on the show, whether you want to or not. No, no, no. Yeah. No, yeah, we got three guitars on us, and we stole your tambourine, so. Our our little toy tambourine. But anyway, thank you for for joining us. It's uh, we have a lot to talk about. We're gonna find out all the deep dark secrets from you guys. We have some shows that are coming up that I want to talk about, and uh, of course we always open up the show with the song of our choice. And Pitbull picked "Hey Angel" by Dio. And give me one second, and I will tell you why. Uh, let's see. 1963, born on this day, Simon Wright, drummer for ACDC, joined Dio in 1989. Wow. So, Hey Angel is from the album Lock Up the Wolves from 1990. Nice. And uh, that's the one that 3 Days Grace covered, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. Maybe, maybe later on uh, in the show, you you guys will hear the the joke behind <laughs> Three Days Grace, but I'm not going to talk about that right now. So there's a – you guys can't see it, uh, but here in the studio we can see it. There's an audience on our front porch. So have our neighbor from down the street, uh, she's hanging out. She was listening to the guys do a little sound check. And, uh, of course, uh, Greg – Everybody knows Greg from Autoerotica. He keeps coming in and telling me that the hummingbirds are hitting the hummingbird feeder. And, of course, I'm I'm inside, and I'm missing it. But anyway, so we're going to play another song, and when we come back, I want to find out, like, your bio, how you guys got started. Okay. Um, eventually during the show, I'm going to ask you some maybe difficult questions uh, just to get your your feedback on the local music scene and DIY versus being signed you know all that good stuff Got it. stuff that makes people mad right I'm already mad you're already <laughs> mad <laughs> all right so how about we play a little Killikoi you ever heard this band Kilikoi. Kilikoi. It's like an Italian dish. It's not an Italian dish. It's not a, and they're not trying to get you to go out and kill a koi fish. <laughs> <laughs> but here's Kilikoi with their latest song, Down. You're listening to the Fire and Ice Show live on New Regal Radio. Well, Amy usually does that when I say you listen to it. The Fire and Ice are live on Here We Go Radio. She goes, Let's 
So how far do you want to go in your file? Like all the way up to where we are now? Can you go into more? Just touch on the basics and then later on in the show I'll, I'll get a little deeper into it. Okay. So this is recording right now. So just know that even though this is not on air, the mic is shut off. The mic isn't shut off over here. Oh, so. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can say whatever you want to say. I just want to let you know that it's, it's recording. So. In public, everyone's going to hear my deepest, darkest, um, sometimes. Um, I actually like the train by the way. What did you say the name was? Killer Boy. Very buttery. I like that. I'm making my old Sonic Team song. And where are they from? They are from. Uh, uh, hold on, I'll tell you. It just left my brain. Charlotte, North Carolina. Killapoy. Remember the fish. K I L L A K O I. That's all our names. Two L's. Yep. Oh wow! They just they just did a, a small tour with Charlotte's side and Messer and Scars Remain. Wow! How did I miss that? And like take all our stuff and like have us like live off them. We've got good at it. I'm to say words and they just have like those two pointing right now at the other and like they get the case here and then like that and then bounce off the wall and then go back and then go back and then go so, uh, you like sports? I Football. I don't like sports. I like music too. All right. <laughs> And we are back. We're live in the studio with Vitruvia. I said your name, right? I said your name, right? <laughs> All right, so tell us a little bit about you guys. Um, well, let's start off by uh, Chris and I, the uh, two oldest in the band, the fathers. Uh, we were actually cousins. Um, we're about a year apart. It was, what, 11 months, I think? Actually, 11 months. We've actually grown up. Our uncles, my dad and our uncles, were in a brother band. So that's kind of where we got our start from. Uh, 
just playing and playing and playing and playing. Uh, at five years old, him and I were singing harmonies together and stuff like that. Wow. So, and then we kind of separated for a long while as we were growing up. And then it got to the point where we kind of got connected again. We're just like, oh, you know, we've got music talent. Let's do this. Let's try to do something. So we did. We started something up with a, a good friend of ours, uh, Bobby, we're a three-piece. And we just kind of went from there for a little while. We got to the point where Chris was like, nah, we need a second guitarist to make this work. Uh, so then we just we started searching for guitarists and it took us forever, but we finally found one. And then our drummer actually ended up getting a car accident, uh, broke his leg. So we had to wait for him to heal for a little while. So this all started in 2009. Uh, about the end, what's that? It's, just, it's a lot of craziness. Yeah, it's just a lot of craziness. Yeah. So, but, um, you know, he ended up in a car accident, broke his leg. And then we just kind of had to wait for him to heal. And then we just kept going on from there. Once he started getting back into it we started picking up again we had our second guitar so four members and we kind of stayed as a four piece since uh, there's a lot of stuff in between that uh, we've lost some members through death we've lost uh members just because they just couldn't handle the pressure anymore before we started going pressure <laughs> in a band <laughs> never <laughs> how is that never impossible, no, <laughs> impossible. i'll admit the exploits that i tend to get into tend to cause a lot of that pressure but you know but yeah, no, it's so that's kind of where we, we started from, and now we are where we are now. And with age ranges all over the place from 16 to 30 in the band, so, but it works. It used to be 15, but this guy just had his birthday a couple months ago. Was it months, months ago? May 26. May 26th. Oh, Whatever. Okay. Now, yeah. do you feel weird being the youngest one in the band? Yeah. So it doesn't feel awkward to you or anything? No. I had a band before this, and they were all like college age, some past year. I just, I've always hanged out with older people my age or older than my age. So, yeah, it's not just How old were you when you joined the band? This band? I was 15. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's the, he's the newest. He's the newest member to the band. Uh, You're the newest and the youngest. Yeah. And yeah. the most talented. It's annoying. <laughs> this guy is actually behind us right now. He gets us pizza every practice. It's very nice. Oh, yes. Oh, really? Nice. What kind of pizza? Um, meat lovers um, and occasionally wings. Nothing's not nearly spicy enough for this guy over here. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there's. A, I have never found anything that's spicy enough for me yet. Yeah, he eats ghost peppers like candy. It's kind of terrifying, but also very intriguing. Wow. No. I can't. I can't do the spicy stuff. I can't. Uh, oh, I can't. I can't. I tear up watching those videos that you see on Facebook of people doing like those pepper competitions. Yeah. And every one they eat, it's like a hotter degree. I tear up watching them. It's like, how the hell do they do this? I think I think Travis's dad's doing um, a Carolina Reaper. Uh, yeah, Carolina Reaper. So we're, we're waiting for them to come in. And oh! Bite into it. That's the oh. most spiciest of the like peppers. Like just raw? You're not gonna cook it or anything? No, just bite right into it. <laughs> I want to see if it's something that's too hot for me. I have yet to find something. It's gotta be there. He once he once made a chili. That would that he was just like, yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah, and everyone else at the party that he brought the chili to was like dying every single bite they took. It was like, it's like he made a chemical like weapon out of chili. It was beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, I have 
three songs by you guys. Oh. But two of the songs, you said you guys were going to do acoustic. Oh, are we? Yeah, okay. you are. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you are. I'm but the one song you're not going to play, I'm going to play okay. tonight. So, Once an Angel. Is there a backstory to that song? Do you guys tell your fans if there's a backstory to the song, or do you let your fans figure that out on their own and get their own judgment? It really depends on the situation, but the majority of the time, we try to let them figure out what what's happening, what what's going on. Um, and this isn't something that we like to announce a lot because it scares people away. But uh, you know what? Why not just be open about it? We're actually a Christian Christian post hardcore band. And really, yes. And this song is actually about Satan, uh, once an angel. That he was once an angel. And that's what it's really about. Um, and a lot of people don't grasp that, but we let the people listen. And if they have questions, which happens a lot, they will come to us and we'll talk about it. We're not like one of those wow. bands that goes up and yells about, we are here to tell you about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and how you should be. And we're not, we're not going to do that. No. We're not those kind of bands. Yeah, no. We're <laughs> if you come up and ask us, we will, open, we will openly talk about it. Yeah. Yes, but it's we're not here to push it. It's, it's just what we do. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, I mean, a lot of people want to, you know, they shut it down, like I said, but it's really, there's nothing different about it. If I wouldn't have told even yourself, I'm sure you would never. No, I never would have known. So, well, it's just like Striper. It was years and years and years. I love Striper, but it was years and years before I knew yeah. that they were a Christian band. I had no idea. There's a lot of Christian bands out there. We've played a lot of Christian rock yeah. bands on our show, and when people find out they're Christian rock bands, they're like, Wow, wow that's, that's really cool. Exactly, because people don't realize there is a different side to it. Here it is. People assume Christian rock is this quite bland, paper cutter, cookie cutter stuff, but there's some really good stuff in it. Very cool. So, when was this song written? Oh. <laughs> a long time ago? Yeah, probably like 2010, 11. Oh, yeah? The of the band, yeah. Oh, and the background noise that you guys may be hearing is uh, our local uh, grass cutter <laughs> guy rides up and down the street on his lawnmower with, with his cold beer in his hand while he's cutting grass. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny to see him ride down the street. But anyway, here <laughs> is Once an Angel by Vitruvia. We will be back. Play the drums better. Play the better. Better. I mean, I know it's the worst thing. Yeah, I call this. Play the way you think that show was better than the What's that? You think that show was better than the No. The was by far our best show to date. It's going to be a while before he's going to be a show. Like, that was not a good show to start you out with. Because that took your bar really high. What do you think the closest was? Not to that. No, I'd probably say last year's Full Fest. But we messed it up. Or do you mean just in general our best show performance? Um, sure that. We can do yeah ever. 
because the kill is a problem. We can do whatever, and then we can do an island. Probably the same one because you, everything becomes so much better since you joined the band because you're so amazing at everything you do. You know, we just, I'm trying to think, like, that's, I don't know, like, they were literally with the top of I'd say the second one was the show, the, battle the, band, the second battle band we played. Uh, we, well, we didn't we actually battle, it was, yeah. we, we were the co headliners because the one the year before. That was actually a really good one. Oh, that was a really, really good show. People were actually seeing our songs. Yeah. That was the first time we actually had the pin drop moment. When we did Dreams of Misfortune, like, the whole idea was to have nobody clap after that song. And it happened. Yeah. Are you guys on Twitter? Yes. We don't really do much on Twitter, but we are. Mainly Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. We have our own website, too. I think, besides the that show I played, besides the solo, or us or in general. Yeah. yeah. I think my, one of my favorite shows, even though I hate it for environment, the uniform is that great. That was pretty cool. I played. I didn't like the place either, but we, we passed that place. <laughs> yeah, we did good. That guy is constantly trying to get me to get me to get me to That was really like crazy. Well, they definitely closed down. It was getting too many. The police kept shutting down every week. So they moved into different spots. They actually have um, Aaron had members from Bearfield. One of the band they started playing somewhere. Nice. So you're starting to get a, a decent thing going on. Promoting promotion thing going on. He doesn't do ticket sales. He doesn't do anything. Oh, yeah, sure. We, we did that by choice. He said if we did it, we just kept talking. I can't wait to, like, after they listen to the song and then they listen to our cute six nothing. Like, Ooh, is it? Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Which one are we doing first? Um, what did you say you had? That you wanted to worse play? Than me and point. Okay. Yeah, I have breaking point worse than me. And this one. I was actually trying to um, buy three more from your yeah. Reverb Nation page. I, oh yeah, we and it really, wouldn't go through. We we brought you a few. So if you want to do whatever you want, do whatever you want. That's why my card is sitting out of here because <laughs> I was trying to buy three more songs. That's one thing with New Regal Radio. Um I mean, if bands send us their music, that's fine. Um, but the whole MO behind New Regal Radio is buying the artist's music to play on our shows because that's how you, how you support them. You know what I mean? But thank you for bringing us on. We had a scene there. Thank you. Wish. We're also brought two wristbands, so now you can double up on them. A lot of the music now is just doing that. Yeah, we really we had a hard time setting up the reverberation. We gotta get back on that. Yeah, I was trying to look at it before it took it to the first Rip, that's good. That's really nice to go again. It's so close, 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 close. Who's singing Blood Bond? And we are back, and we have Vitruvia here in the studio with us, and Pipple is here in spirit, but uh, she 
She's going to try and get in the chat room, and uh, we are recording portions of this show. And uh, what are you guys doing? Oh. <laughs> well, we're going to go into another song while the guys get situated, because when we come back, what are you guys going to play? All right. Oh, wait. Wait till we come back. Okay, that sounds good. Play through the fire and flames by Dragon Force. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> we'll get right on that. All right, okay. so let's see here. I always make Pitbull give me a number. That's how I choose the next song that I'm going to play. Okay. Forty-two. So, one, two, three, four, five, Pick a number, one through six. Forty-two. Four. You're going. What? Four. Four? All right, go ahead. We'll go with All right. This band is called Dead. D-E-D. They have oh, been yeah. a featured band in Total Order magazine. There is a full spread interview with them. And this is their song, Hate Me. They're on Facebook. They're on Twitter. Uh, they are on iTunes. I'm pulling all this off of memory. Um, they're, they're everywhere. I do believe they're on Instagram as well. But check them out if you like their music. And uh, real quick, tell everybody where they can check you out before we go into this song. You guys can check us out almost anywhere as well. We're on 325 different digital stores um, through one of the companies we work with, Unable Records. And um, our Instagram is um, Vitruvia underscore music. Literally everything else we have is Vitruvia music without an underscore. So that's an easy way to find it. And website, VitruviaMusic.com. I need it. <laughs> Why is that microphone labeled blue, but it's black? Because it's to throw everybody off. Okay, cool. I'm actually it's to make, it's, so, you know. It's to make sure. everybody say, why is it This blue light contradicts and... itself all around. It even says the snowball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, the laugh. Do that again. Uh, it, it's, it happens only occasionally. <laughs> oh. it's, it's like a once in I have like 8,000 laughs, and that one only comes out if it's like really funny. Oh, okay. All right. Well, maybe maybe it'll come out again. Yeah, we'll see. I love that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of the guy, the booger on Revenge of the Nerds. Have you oh, seen yeah, that yes, movie? Yes. <laughs> Do you know what that movie is? What? You know what that movie is? I was trying to know this oh, movie. Yeah. I was oh, I'm right, trying to make you happy, but I will watch it. Dad, you got to have a movie night and show him Revenge of the Nerds. Like Booger, he's like the greatest I've ever. I've heard it. Yeah. Oh. I go to the 2019s. Yeah. <laughs> 2019s. The future. All right, guys, we'll be right back. back Here's Dead future. with Hate Me. We will. That's not nice. New Radio. Can we do it? I'll do the dot com next. I didn't listen to this band, but I actually I have I've heard the name. Okay. I, or I saw the name on something. Yeah. I listened to them. I tried to get one. Sound like they kind of like need a spelling class? That was sounds like a brace that could burn. It's it's, it's like new metal. A lot of it's like All right, let's move down a little bit more. Which one did you want us to play? Huh? Which one did you want us to play? I thought you. Um, should we start with uh, let's start with the original, I guess. Should we do uh, no, that's we have to do breaking point at work. Okay, let's start with uh, breaking point, I guess. 
So I'm the copy editor for Total Order Magazine. So when Michael Presti does all the interviews, I get to listen to the interviews and I have to transcribe it all and type it all out. So he did he did an interview with Michael Sweet from Striper. Did you see that? Oh you didn't go you didn't go on the website? Oh yeah, he did an interview with Michael Sweet. There's actually there's a there's a two-parter. Okay. Um, but that was that was a cool interview. Um, he interviewed Dead. It's cool to to hear the different viewpoints of what people think about the music scene and what's going on, whether they be mainstream like Michael Sweet or you know an indie artist doing it themselves. And you know, it's a very frustrating situation right now. We're stuck in. We talk, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're going to answer that. We don't care about that. But we even talked to huge national acts like Kanye or Icy Stars. Um, name sounds familiar. We, we got to play with them last year. We were talking to the lead vocalist. He was like, honestly, if we were to try to be a band, now, like they were just starting now, even doing the music that they're doing, they can have a lot of things because the way the music industry is now, they're going to be able to It's tough. It's tough. Speaking of transcribing, so you know Victor Rubin? Yes. He uh, at Berkeley, he, uh, he was playing a song and he was going to pick up another bass because there was like two different from that. The bass wouldn't work, so he had his original bass and he transcribed the whole song. Spot. Right. I can see that. That's really the genius. Victor Williams insane. My my music teacher at Lambert was like he could do that with play this one instead. Like in front of like two hundred people. Alright, get ready. Are we going right? And we're back. Oh we're back. Yay! Yay. So is everybody ready for some acoustic goodness? Of course. Shout out to Nathaniel Layton who wanted a shout out, and that's all he gets. Oh, that's all he gets? <laughs> he just gets one? Well, how about we give him two? Nathaniel Layton, and then just says hi. Nathaniel Layton, Travis says hi. Oh, there's three. Whoa. I'll think about it. <laughs> Nathaniel Layton, Nathaniel Layton, Nathaniel Layton, Nathaniel Layton, Nathaniel Layton, Right. Hi Ninja. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> well, we uh, we decided to do uh, Breaking Point as our first acoustic cover. It's a little different than the actual full version, so check it out afterwards. We just video. released the music. We yeah. just released the music video for this one not too long. I was about to say that. <laughs> okay. Okay. You only wish that I was stronger, since I never thought this could take me under. Why does it seem like you always walk away? I'm afraid. Pick me up when you're getting up and you lift me up. Now I'm slowly feeling lonely. 
Photographer. Sarah, Sarah Bayer. Bayer Photography. She's Bayer a Bayer. wonderful Bayer photographer. If you're around she's the off. eastern, 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 Reading, New Jersey area, she does great photos for any fans that may be listening. So there you go. Great plug. Now she's going to get inundated with messages. Yeah. Come Bayer. take our pictures. Bayer, Bayer Photography. Bayer Photography on Facebook. I don't know what her Instagram is. Sarah, throw your Instagram in the chat, please. <laughs> Bayer Photography 88 is her Instagram. Sweet. No underscores or anything stupid. Bayer Photography okay. 88. All right. There you go. Thank you. Thanks. Very cool. So you guys have been together since 2009. Yeah. It's now <laughs> almost 2018. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's right. Almost almost a decade. What are the differences that you've seen in the music scene just here locally? Oh my gosh. 
Uh, just locally? Just over the past nine years. I'll tell you right now, straight up, pay-to-play has become bigger and bigger yes. and bigger since we started. I can't, I can't even count how many shows we've had to sell tickets for or buy in now compared to what it was back, back a couple I, years back. I remember when I was a teenager and we would just go to like the fire station and they'd have shows where you'd pay like $5 just to get in and everybody like showed up. Yeah. So everybody got their money's worth and there was no pay to play. The bands didn't have to sell anything. They didn't have to worry about anything. And it wasn't nationals. It was exactly. actually local bands. It was bands. local bands that would hook up with each other every weekend. And they didn't have to worry about how many tickets they had to sell at a deadline. And it was, well, it was what's, your, what's your opinion on pay to play? It sucks. I think it's a ne- I think it's a necessary evil right now. It, it really is a necessary evil. A lot of people will down it, uh, you know, honestly, including us. But the bottom line is, it, it is what it is. And if you really want to try to to be in the scene and you want to make something of it, you have to be part of it at this yeah. point. Um, you know, a lot of people, and I think the harder part is, if you really truly want to make it something, it, it, it's harder to. It's harder to do more of just. It's it's easier to buy in. Is what I'm trying to say. It's easier to buy the tickets yourself and just not sell any of them. But honestly, the best part about what we do is we, we physically sell those tickets. None of that money comes out of our pocket, and it helps us build a bigger fan base because we're pretty much doing extra work than just buying those tickets. Um, and I and I just can't stress that enough. Is it's try to physically get rid of those tickets. Uh, those people will continuously come back again. And it's been proven to us many times now. I remember someone came to me in Philly like a couple weeks ago when I came to see a show that I was completely out of a fish out of water at. Someone came up to me and just saw my vest and was like, hey, you're the guy from Petruvia. I saw you at the show a couple, like three years ago. And I was like, oh, thanks. Uh, uh, who are you? But it was, <laughs> it was so it was, it was like weird almost being actually recognized for just wearing yeah. By the way, we're all wearing vests. Um, you can't see that because this is a audio thing. We're all wearing vests. It's kind of our thing. But that was that was. Oh, like, so the vest is the thing because I was standing outside when you guys were like doing your little sound check for our neighbor, uh-huh. and I was like, they're all dressed up like they're ready to go on stage and play. I that's pretty cool. You know what I mean? And here I am. I'm like, <laughs> I'm telling my roommate, oh, you know, I had t-shirt, sandals, and. But no, that that's that's pretty cool. So is is this what you wear on stage? Yeah, this is what we wear on stage. And we just wanted you to get a. I know, like again, I know nobody else would see it, but we wanted you to see that, uh, just to kind of give you the the full uh full off of what we are. Yeah, modern day Beatles. That's, that's modern day like. Beatles. Hmm, that that's an interesting that's concept. <laughs> <laughs> now, why why is that very controversial? Because we suck. Because <laughs> we're not, as, we're not a safari. <laughs> we like the Beatles, by the way. We okay. Do. We like that one song. Um. Oh. Um. Uh. Like. Smoke in the water. Smoke, yeah. Smoke in the water. That's my. Bye. Three days grace. Yes. Just explain that. Just keep never mention. Never explain the entire thing. Let's okay. <laughs> no. No. We'll explain it. So here's a cute little little joke. Of course, you know, Pitbull and myself, we always pick a song to start the show off with. And of course, Pitbull picked Hey Angel by Dio. And while the song was playing, 
<laughs> the question came up, who's singing this song? And Christian said, Three Days Grace. <laughs> insert, insert laughter here. <laughs> and I promise you we questioned about kicking him out of the band. <laughs> Just kidding. So my brain went blank. Nothing but three days grace flooded my brain. I don't know why it just came up. Sarah left. No, she came she back. Oh, okay. 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 She fooled you. Oh no. She's, she's playing, playing peekaboo. Peek yeah, she's playing peekaboo. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. I see you over there. Hmm. image lists of all time. <laughs> so, so the pay to play. That's that's the only like fallback that you've seen. It's not the only one. It's just the most. It's the, it's the most. Prevalent? Yes, it is. It's there. It is way up there. I mean, every you, people will bash it on Facebook, and then there's people that will be like, "No, it's part of what it is." You get stuck in the middle of it, and people. Yeah. There's been times where we're trying to sell tickets, or we're trying to promote a show, and someone, someone physically messaged me and was like, "Dude, you, this is horrible. You need to stop doing this pay-to-play stuff." And it's like, you need to come here and hang out with the boys. It's like, okay, well, let us come hang out with the boys, and we've never gotten invited. And like okay, and then it makes me like I've never heard of your band, and I'm not trying to bash anybody, but it's one of those things where like we're not on either side of the fence, but we get people that are constantly telling us we need to go to either side of the fence. And right. It's difficult, and we we want to be part of it because we like local shows. We we even put on our own local shows sometimes. It's been a while since we've done one, but I mean if, it's, it's just hard. hard. A lot of people now the music scene it's not dying. But the music scene is a lot harder to get a local show going because people don't want to go out to see someone they don't know. People aren't just going to go out to a show just to see a show. Yeah. And like not only that, the venues are few and far between yeah, as yeah. far as those that are willing and inviting to original bands. Yes, that too. I mean, there's a lot, of, especially if you want to get paid. It, it's all cover. You have to be a cover band. It's like, okay, well, we can do some covers, but then it's, no, they need to be these covers. And then it just kind of defeats the purpose of our originality at that point. Right. So it, it is. It, it's cutthroat is what it comes down to. I mean, even promoters fight with each other. So now, what do you think about, I know several original bands that have been playing for a very long time in the area, um, but they're just not making any money by doing original shows. So along with their original music, they have like three, four hours worth of cover music just so they can play in a cover bar um, and throw in one of their original songs in here and there, you know, like sneak them in. Yep. We've actually, we've actually talked about it uh, many times because we have a connection that said if we knew, you know, two, three hours worth of covers – they would be able to book us shows and get paid and actually get, you know, more recognition, I guess, through that, that uh, I wouldn't say genre, but that way of playing, venue. And, that's, but that's it's, it's, it's very difficult, especially with, you know, the different lives, the different things that are going on. Two of us have families. We have to support our families. Um, so to try to sit there and learn covers, write originals, and be able to promote what's going on and be able to be part of the, Pay to play, and it just—it's—it's it's a vicious circle. It just doesn't end. So it's really hard to be able to pull that together. Be able to do the coach, but we have talked about it many times on trying to figure out how we can go about doing that, even if it's just simple ones that everybody knows, so we can start doing it that route. Because there are some bands that have taken off. I'm, 
funny. Nickelback actually started off with a cover band. Now look where they are. So it's 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 it will work. <laughs> so it does work. The, the method does work. So I just had a question that I was going to ask you guys, and it just went. Doop. Did the Nickelback impression throw you off? I think maybe. I don't, no, I don't know. No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, you know what? Here's here's a cute little segue. Oh boy. Since she said Nickelback. Oh no. You have you heard their some of their newer stuff? Oh yes. I was actually impressed with how heavy it was compared to their other stuff. Good licks. It, it is yeah. it is good, but I must say that Nickelback is also the perfect definition of how people will follow other other people. Because Nickelback is a good band. They really are, and they have great music where they wouldn't be where they are. But it just takes two people to say, wow, their new album is killer. And now yeah. everybody across the United States is their album is killer. Well, it's still a good product. It really is a good product. But, yeah, I just threw yeah. this that perfect example. Well, I've never people seen – I've it. never understood the hatred towards Nickelback. Never. I've, I've just – I don't understand it. Their music is not bad. However, their newer stuff – it's heavier. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like totally into it. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Like their older stuff I was into like way back in the day, but I think mm -hmm. it's like the older I get, the more I start liking the heavier stuff. I'm just not a huge fan of that. If I can't understand what you're saying, then it kind of like, it throws me. You wouldn't like the stuff I've been listening to recently then. <laughs> Why is it Cookie Monster? It's more like... Can you understand what they're saying? I mean, yes, but it's like 56-minute-long songs of the same riff. down tune to drop, like, G you should have never as let him slow as possible <laughs> with a guy sounding like he's seen straight out of his colon. Ask him about black holes. Don't. Please don't. <laughs> Fifty-six very... minute long song. Yeah, you know what? Here's a band that you need to check out. What? They're called Markradon. They're from Florida. They are a symphonic death metal oh. band. I like the kind of stuff. I like. I've recently like. There's oh. like ten or eleven people in the band. Oh my god, that's like the timpani drum and. Also, oh, it's I like mean, actually and, symphonic. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Not just we have a keyboardist who plays synth pads, and uh, now it's symphonic. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah. there's, there's this band I was into. What's it called? Flesh God Apocalypse. They're Italian, and they are insane. And they do the kind of stuff. And they have a really crazy logo. What's it called? They have a really crazy logo. The, the, band, the band you're talking about or Flesh God? Flesh God. Oh, I've never seen their logo. You've never seen their logo? No, I just see their brown faces and the guy you can't sing on bass. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we, since we were talking about Nickelback, I'm Nickelback just going to play one of their newer songs, oh, Feed stupid. the Machine. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. All right. Be right back, guys. Don't go anywhere. You should play Dope Smoke If I Sleep. That's the 56 minute long song. But see, so they really are one of the, the like, as much as people say they are horrible and there's so much hatred, a lot of people will say they hate them, but they really don't because it's kind of serious. Yeah, exactly. It's what it does now. Yeah, I've, I've never understood, like, why people hate 
Like, I have a couple friends that literally, if they could get away with Killing, killing Nickelback, they would. Like I don't, I don't, I don't I, get I it. I bet you, if you put a hidden camera somewhere, you'd find them listening to one of their songs. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like, it, 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 reminds, it reminds me of like back in elementary school when like Barney was a big thing, but like the cool kid didn't like Barney, so everybody didn't like Barney, even though you still don't want Barney. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what. It, that's what. Oh, it I hated me of. Barney, and purple like, is my favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> I love Barney. I, I did purple. too, but I, I was I, but I was one of those kids that was like, oh yeah, I hate fire. I think the main issue with um, Nickelback is Chad Parker, who also sounds like he sings out stolen. But you know, he, but honestly, I kind of like his voice. Even if he does sound like a bus. I definitely don't it's think it's very like that. I like it's it. nasal. It's nasal. It's nasal, but also like kind of like a whiskey kind of. Voice. Like, like a three days grace. Yeah, like, like, voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really I don't like M. Shadow because I've done before. His voice yeah, is very yeah. distinct. Yeah. When he sings the heavier voice. stuff, I can get into it. When he sings the lighter stuff with that raspy voice, I can get into it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. When he sings the ballads, I can't get into it. It's, yeah, so, it's so contrasting with how rough his voice is. Did you have soft and musical? I just can't. Did you guys see that, that article that was going on with um, Stone Sour and Nickelback? Oh, God. Nickelback is oh, Stone yeah. Sour and Light. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's what Chad Kroger was saying. No. Oh, yeah, Stone Sour and Nickelback. Yeah, right, Chad, Chad Kroger was saying how Stone Sour is like, well, you know, they're not they're not Nickelback, they're Nickelback Light. And then Corey Taylor, you know, recorded, of course, saying that Chad Kroger's face. It's like a giant foot. Yeah. Oh my god. It just went back and forth. I'd say a better comparison would be a character on them, but everyone's made the comparison to the place. Nickelback is one of my first favorite bands ever. Oh yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's cool. I sang Photograph every single day. I heard it I heard it on the radio as my alarm clock was cool every time. Wow. horrifying and brought back terrible and brought back terrible thoughts. I woke up to a loud Puerto Rican woman screaming in my ear to wake up. That was so much fun. I'm Puerto Rican. He really is, actually. I'm the whitest Puerto Rican over me. The whitest Puerto Rican. Why do you need to get you a tan? I tried. Actually, I do say His mom makes the best steak tacos. Ever, yeah, um, it's, it's great. Great. It's like Puerto Rican. Oh man! Like people think that Puerto Rican cuisine is going to be spicy and stuff. Like I've seen you're hoping it was. Like, Actually, I wasn't thinking anything. I didn't know what. what yeah. Like, but when Christmas is like, what Puerto Rican food like? They always think it's like going to be spicy or something because it's cuisine. But um, honestly, it's more of like a Mediterranean kind of thing. We cook a lot of fish. We have a lot of. Um, we use them. Um, Plants a lot. Like my mom makes sarcophagus, which are like plantains. You know what plantains are? Yeah, they're just, okay. They're just plantains, but when they're green, but not when they're like sweet and yellow. Does and she boil them or does she fry them? Fry them and make them nice and crispy, like French fries, and I love that. I think they probably taste like French fries. It does. But they kind of taste like potatoes. No, they don't taste like French fries, but they they remind me of sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, so they have like a, a, a potatoey flavor. Yeah. Well, when you have, well, they have a potatoey texture. Yeah. yeah. Too, yeah. yeah. Um, do you know when they're like once fried or twice fried? Because once once fried, then oh, I don't seeds. know. I just know they were fried. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just know they were fried. Were they once fried or twice fried? Three fried. Were they refried? How many? I'm just fried. I know. That is what it's called. Okay. Sprite. Part of the context again. We have this thing called a cosmeta, which is like just literally just like up two sides of wood, and it's and it's and we have the name for it. And we are back. We are here with Vitruvia, yeah. and we're we're talking hey, hey, good hey. stuff. About Puerto Rican food. Follow us on Facebook if you like Puerto Rican food. There you go. Christian's actually Puerto Rican. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> the whitest Puerto Rican you'll ever meet, and it's it's a fact. It's great. But my mom makes good food. Yes. Oh. Best food ever. Anyway. Best food ever. Oh, basically. So. So let's find out who who your influences were musically. So just go around the table. Let's start with Travis. Travis? Let's start with Christian. Oh, uh, and Chris? Uh, <laughs> All right, I guess I'm starting. <laughs> as I said earlier, uh, Chris and I, because it's um, my dad and uncles were in a band. They were pretty much my very first influence. But their influences were from like the Beatles, the Beach Boys, Pink Floyd. It started there for, for me, just working its way up. Uh, then it just kind of got into the alternative rock. I couldn't, I don't even really remember at that stage. But then it got to the point where now influences a day to remember. Uh, we came as Romans for today. Red jumpsuit yeah, apparatus. Yeah, red jumpsuit apparatus, which we're playing with. Find tickets today on jerrymusic.com slash store. But honestly, influences are everywhere. I listen to anything from oldies all the way up to, to metal. What's your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure. As like far as music. Street boy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mine's disco. I'm a, I'm a huge disco freak. Oh, sweet. I would have never, ever, ever, ever. Oh, yeah, I'm a huge disco freak. Like, um, that's, that's like Paul Abdul, right? Mm, no, this is before Paul like Abdul. Free Lightning. Yeah. So, so like, like, Grease um, Lightning. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't, BG, I really don't know what I Ava. Like. Ava. I like yeah. Grease. Um, uh, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Yeah, Casey, them too. Casey yeah. and the Sunshine. Yeah. Grace. Yeah. Yeah. Grace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who's your influence? Um, like Dana, you know, I was raised by, well, my mom was, um, grew up with, you know, her brothers that were in the band. She tried to grow us up with, you know, her old style of music, which was like the 60s and, you know, the Beach Boys and all that, and she raised us in that. And then my dad was more of like the hard rock, 70s, Led Zeppelin, you know, that kind of stuff. And then I was the youngest of five siblings in the 90s, so they had all that influence over me. Uh, my sister is like in the Backstreet Boys. Every step you take. Yeah, we heard that song like every day, every summer. My mom blared <laughs> Celine Dion all the time in the van. But uh, I think when I first started getting into rock, it was like Blink-182, Limp Bizkit, Linkin Park, and that, that kind of like drew me into the heavier stuff. And then 
Um, during my high school years, I started getting into like metalcore. I was into like acid way dying. I started going on MySpace and checking out different bands. MySpace, what's that? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I started finding out different bands like metalcore and all different bread and all that kind of stuff. That's what got me into metal. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, I'm into everything. Uh, anything that just moves me, I get the time or has good rhythm and has a good meaning. What's your guilty pleasure? I listen to choir music. And a lot of people don't know that about me, but like I will sit there for hours and listen to like choir music. I didn't know that. Um, wow. There's an there's a artist or a, a composer named Eric Whitaker, and he's my favorite choir um, director. And he has a song called Sleep. It's one of my favorite songs of all time, and it's just it's just all choir through the entire song, and I I, I love I love that kind of music. We plan on in uh in bringing some of that into the new album that we're working on as well. Ah, oh, that Influ that would be influence. interesting. Influence. It's not necessarily like having an actual choir, but yeah, we're actually be yeah, the next album's really just going to be all acapella um, <laughs> yeah. and such. I yeah, I'm, I'm in acapella too. That's not nearly as embarrassing of a uh, guilty pleasure as that, though. Actually, boy, yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say Limp Bizkit, but they're like back in style now. So. They're back yeah, in they style. They literally just played a show somewhere. A big they're playing the BB and T for very nothing. Yeah, they're, I don't know what what got them back, but they're back. Well, you can take that. Hey, it's back. Yeah, they got them back. Bring it back. Hot dog flavor. So, who's your yeah. who's your influences? <laughs> um. Mainly uh, the sound of water running through uh, um, windmills and uh, sparrows in the midnight dusk um, and uh, Green Day. That's it. Leaves rhythmically. Okay, seriously. <laughs> okay, but no, seriously. Um, I, my mom, when I was growing up, my mom was an operatic soprano. My dad was huge into jazz music. Um, I hate jazz and classical music now because of that, but um, I grew up listening to a lot of Queen. Um, I was probably my first band I got obsessed with, followed almost immediately by Dream Theater, where I became a complete introvert and had no friends because I listened to stuff that only had 64th notes every single five seconds. Um, but after that, I started getting more into, ironically, the first band that I got into after I got over that whole progressive metal phase was Pierce the Veil, which is like, if anyone knows them, they're not like, they're not exactly the most, um, like, reputably, like, you wouldn't see them as the most, let's say, hardcore band out there, but I went straight from Dream Theater to them. And just started exploring metalcore ever since because I was just tired of hearing ridiculous guitar solos every song. And even though that's all he ever wants to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm playing guitar. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's that's what I'm actually doing. Hey, Nathaniel. Hey, Jarrett. Cool. Jarrett. Uh, hey, Nathaniel Layton. How you doing, buddy? Um, that's the one that we just gave a bunch of shoutouts uh, to, yeah, right? And he just did another one, even uh, though he was only going to give one. Oh. <laughs> oh, well. But after that, I've just mainly just been, I've mainly got stuck in this um, post-hardcore, metalcore kind of influence, but I've been drawing a lot from my Latin heritage to performing some salsa and some uh, uh, 
um, some uh, flamenco influences in my playing. Mostly on acoustic, but I really want bring to what? what what's your guilty pleasure? Oh yes. Um he's like oh, oh, geez. there are way too many accounts. Uh, Pick see. one. Jeez. You you are really you, I'm tough. Okay. <laughs> if I have to choose one. Huh, there's this guy called Etienne Sin. I adore him. I mean, and he is the that. most like he he did there's this song called Stick Stickly by Attack Attack. He did an acoustic version of it, and it goes like yeah, and it, he does it straight acoustic, and it is the most hilarious thing on the planet. And but he's, he's legitimately talented. He's an amazing vocalist. Stop laughing. What was that? That's, that's how it goes. That's what he does. I don't know how to explain it. That's literally like one, two. Yeah. Okay. It's, and then it's. He does so, and that's not the only one. He's done so, he has done so many other ones, and they're all amazingly horrible, horrific. But I love them all. I don't know why. I just can't stop it. Now he does, now he does like trap hop, and it's okay. It's, it, his new. Um, we get it. We get it. <laughs> Travis, please answer the question. Who's your musical influence? <laughs> Yeah, he's getting there. <laughs> Who's your musical influence? Not bad, I can tell you that. <laughs> I seriously was waiting for a one answer from Travis after that whole spiel. Um, well, I don't know how I'm gonna follow that, but uh, I don't know. When I when I was younger, my dad really like I don't say forced, but he introduced me to a lot of music, like. My first couple of bands that I ever liked were Nickelback, Hinder, Skillet, Sick Puppies, Shinedown. And and then after that, I really started liking Ben Sevenfold. That's kind of what got me into like harder stuff. And then one day I took a lesson from Matt Griner from August Ranch Band. And that completely changed my music perspective and what I liked. Like I started going into like like metalcore and stuff like that. So Matt Griner really changed my whole thinking. And like musical, like taste, and it was like I started getting to metalcore. Yes, thank you, Matt Griner, for teaching this young fellow. Matt Griner from August Burns Red. Yeah. Did you mention that you know everyone from August Burns Red has best friends? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm into trap music. So there like, we go. Like every 17 year old on the planet. 16. 16, whatever. No, yeah. Like anything, anything now I really like, but I would say trap music and metalcore. What's your guilty pleasure? Um, I wouldn't. I don't really have one because I make. I don't really care what people think of what I listen to, but I mean, I would say not a band, but the album "The Sound of Madness" by Shinedown. I freaking love. And nice. So Pitbull is not here, but I would tell you her guilty pleasure. Like she's an '80s girl, but her guilty pleasure is country. Oh, oh wow. So that that's her guilty pleasure. All right, we're gonna go into some more music, and when we come back, you guys are gonna play some more music. Sure. Yeah. Let's play some more music.
All right, here is Madison Paradox with their song Salvation. You're listening to the Fire and I Show live with Vitruvia on New Radio. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're welcome. All right, we'll be right back, guys. <laughs> 